Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, and man, am I excited about today's episode. I love e-commerce as a whole. I love talking e-commerce platforms. Today, we're talking about Shopify and we're talking to the king, the king of Shopify. And if you're watching the video, you can see this dude is sitting on a throne in his podcast headquarters. He's, he's even, he's working, he's working it there a little bit. You can tell that that title is legit. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. Hey, that's my company. Uh, OMG Commerce is the primary underwriter of the e-commerce evolution podcast, and we're excited to do that, excited to bring this content to you. A quick offer from OMG Commerce. We are a Google Premier Partner, so we're in the top 3% of all Google partners, one of the fastest growing in the world last year. Uh, If you would like a second set of eyes on your Google campaigns, whether that's Google Shopping, Search, YouTube, Remarketing, or the like, We would love to talk to you, love to schedule a strategy session, love to look at your campaigns and provide ideas for improvement. Also, Amazon. We would love to talk to you about your Amazon ad strategy and have an Amazon audit for you, uh, complimentary for listeners of the e-commerce evolution podcast. Our Amazon department is led by Mr. Chris Tyler to find out more about the way we approach Amazon campaigns. Go back and check out episode 39 as we do a deep dive and look at Amazon advertising. But we would love to help you with either of those traffic sources. And so if you're interested, go to omgcommerce.com, click on any of the services, and there's a quick form to fill out right there. And now, back to the show. Uh, We're going to dive into Shopify, where it is in the ecosystem, how it kind of ranks as a platform, but also digging into some of the latest and greatest, the newest things announced at Shopify Unite, and just lots of good stuff to uncover today. So my guest is Mr. Kurt Elster, host of the unofficial Shopify podcast. Kurt, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning. How you doing, Brett? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm a little, so for those watching the video, I'm a little jealous of your podcast setup. That is, that's amazing. You got the, you got the, the, the sound, the noise canceling sound panels. You got like the fuzzy thing on the, on the mic, you know, uh, you're sitting on a, on a throne legitimately. Uh, you look good. Let me, look good, let man. me break it down. Yeah. The throne is a, a 20 year old lazy boy office chair. I don't even know if they make it anymore. It's falling apart, but because I don't think I can replace it, I refuse to give it up. I'm just going to limp this thing along. And it's regal, man. It's totally regal. Everybody's got those windscreens on their mic. Go ahead, touch yours. Give yours a tickle. Yeah, makes uh-huh, that uh-huh. it kind of yeah, makes yeah, like yeah. a fuzzy noise. Yep. The the real foam fuzzy ones make way less noise. Okay. Like the furry one. So that's why I do the furry one. The furry. I've just got the I've just got the foam. I've just got the foam. So again, if you're watching, check out the video. You can see the real the real the real stuff here. Yeah. Watch us just like really work these mic covers. <laughs> it's a little disturbing. We were also uh, we were also comparing beards uh, a little bit earlier, and uh, so I, I I'm still in my 30s, but the beard is going great. Salt and pepper, and uh, you know my wife said it makes me look sophisticated. I say that's a translation for just meaning I look old, but but hopefully that's legitimate that it is the sophisticated thing. You look like a man, bro. Look, like, look like a man. That's right, man. <laughs> it's awesome. All right, man. So let, let's dive in. I. Uh, listen to your podcast. I follow what you do. I know you were kind of on the scenes at Shopify Unite, which is the big... Well, actually, why, why don't you explain what Shopify Unite is for those that don't know? Uh, Unite started three years ago as their annual uh, partner conference. Went pretty well the first year. Second year, they really 
dove deep into, hey, like the first one I think opened their eyes where they went, wow, this ecosystem is like they were they were investing in that ecosystem for sure. You don't hold a conference down in San Francisco and spend that amount of money if you don't take it seriously. But the second year when they came back is where they're really like, okay, that opened our eyes to we flat like we're empowered by we can't do this without the partner ecosystem. And it was very much a celebration of that. Year three this year um, was just tremendous where to I interpret it as to show the importance of that partner community. It became they uh, folded everybody into it, including investors and analysts. There was the secret investors and analyst track. They were hidden away. They watched everything on live stream, but were at the event, which tells you the importance of it and of the partner ecosystem, how much priority they mm. put on that, as well as all their new product announcements. And then they live streamed it. So merchants and partners who couldn't make it could check it out. Um, but I mean, it, the importance of that company, especially within Canada as a tech company, was was demonstrated when Justin Trudeau shows up, Prime Minister of Prime Canada, Minister. for Man. a uh, quick fireside chat. Did they really roll in a throne for him? I mean, that would been a, would have been appropriate. Like now he's Prime, super Prime Minister, super chill, like always wearing the crazy socks, and then stops for a bunch of selfies outside. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and you know, Shopify is now what a twenty billion dollar market cap company, some something like that. It's 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 huge, and and growing. And so I, I want to kind of take a second and get your perspective of where Shopify fits in the ecosystem right now, right? So you get you got Magento, which has been around forever, and it's on the the on prem side or self hosted side. Yeah, WooCommerce, which is also there with Magento. And then on, on the hosted side, you got Shopify and BigCommerce and a few others. Shopify is by far the biggest. But but from your perspective, where does Shopify kind of fit in the ecosystem? So what's interesting about Shopify is it has, they've taken this a la carte approach so where the, the platform grows with you. And early on, there, the criticism was like, well, you can't do a lot for, with Shopify just because it wasn't as outwardly fiddly as other apps, you know, you're not configuring your own server. Fiddly, that's that's a technical term. I think I think I think Magento's got that on the, on their brochure. It's more fiddly than. <laughs> yes. No, I think a lot of people look for like, well, this isn't fiddly enough, therefore sure. it must be bad. Yeah, yeah and it yeah. isn't the yeah, it's simply not the case. But I think with what's interesting about Shopify is they're trying to be something for everyone in a this a la carte approach where you can run an online store for twenty nine dollars a month, and it is still going to do. 85% of what the uh, much more expensive Shopify Plus plan, their enterprise version does. So for um, small to mid-market, 100% they have nailed it. Uh, enterprise, it's still new for them. This is the first year where I feel like the pl like Plus and the Plus team have 100% nailed it. They know what they're doing. They know what the market wants. They know where they're going with it. Um, and they've really done a lot of work to uh, create enough value to justify that that price difference when you jump up to plus. But I think for sure, especially based on, on the revenue split among those plans, enterprise is where the battle is now going to happen. Small and medium business, I, I think they've already won there. I, I think you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, they... I don't know the numbers you probably do, and I know they're the fastest growing. How many how many stores now are powered by Shopify? Do you have a guess? It's in the hundreds oh, of thousands. Geez. Yeah, in 2017, it was half a million. So who knows what it is? 
2018. And it seems like in 2016, it was like, you know, a quarter of a million. So, I mean, it, you know, doubled in size it's, almost. It's, yeah, it's and, tremendous. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, let's do this. Uh, and this this is fascinating, I think. So, there's some myths around Shopify, right? There are some people that, that, that feel like it's not fiddly enough or that it's only for small businesses or things like that. What are some of the Shopify myths you hear? Because you, you work exclusively with Shopify, so... You're talking to people about Shopify all day, every day. What are some of the myths that you hear that just drive you crazy? So the one that I hear most often that makes me bananas is Shopify's bad at SEO. And then they'll, <laughs> I usually say, why? Yeah. And then they don't have an answer. Because so I, I heard that. I read yeah, that Yeah, because I heard it. Except that like you'll see um, people run through it. But I've never seen anyone who had like a cogent technical teardown of defining why Shopify is bad at SEO that wasn't filled with at least several misconceptions about the platform or dated info. I think it's a, a couple things are happening here. And this is pure theory. In the earliest versions of it, it certainly didn't have as many SEO options. I think it has enough now. I also think there's, you know, when I said it's not fiddly, there's a lot of SEO stuff that just happens magically in the background that you don't need to think about or worry about. Like all the themes are going to support rich micro data. Okay, great. That covers a lot of our technical SEO issues. Which from, from an SEO perspective, and, and I actually got my start in SEO, so I know SEO pretty pretty well, the uh, the rich data, rich snippets, it's super important. And you're right, Shopify does a good job at that. Yeah. For you, it's just done. Yeah, the th like any current theme, it will just take care of it. Um, so the like a lot of it also comes down to how's the theme written? I mean, if you've got some goofball theme that costs $20 or that you pirated, like, oh, the SEO is not great in that? I'm shocked, Surprise. right? Is that Shopify's <laughs> problem? No. Um, I also think people, much like blaming a lack of success on like, well, it's the Illuminati. If I could just join the Illuminati, I think SEO becomes a scapegoat where to save your ego, if your like million dollar business idea was anything but then you can go, well, it's because Shopify was bad at SEO, not because I didn't do my due diligence to build my business. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, so let, let's maybe look at it this way, because I'm a huge Shopify fan. Although stepping back, I'm more platform agnostic than anything, right? I, I love marketing. I love business. I love growth. So so my philosophy is whatever works, I'm down with that. Like if, if it fits your needs and we can close sales and we can do everything we need to do, then I'm happy. Uh, but I do think Shopify is unique. Uh, what do you think are, are the questions someone should ask? So if someone's in that in that situation where they're thinking about replatforming or when should I replatform and, and when I get there, what platform should I choose? What do you think are the most important questions someone should ask when picking a platform? I think people should be looking, you know, like you, I want people to build successful businesses. At my core, I'm an entrepreneur, right? So I you don't have to pick my platform. I am obviously biased in favor of Shopify. I which love good, it. Which is great. Yeah. But may, if it is not for you, that's fine. Totally fine. Pick the system, pick the tools that let you build and run your business. At its core, it's really easy, especially with software being as accessible as it is now, to get yourself in uh, over your head with this stuff. And you know, I survey people on my newsletter, The and I ask, first question, what's your biggest pain or problem related to growing your store? Number one, every problem by far is I'm overwhelmed. Mm. And it could, like there's so many resources out there, so many tools, so many things. So I think the best advice when you were trying to build your platform, when you're trying to figure out what uh, tools to use, figure out how to reduce it. What's the bare minimum of features, services, et cetera, I need to run my business? What's my 
technical debt going to be here? What's my crisis plan for when this, when my open source goofball system that I cobbled together because I decided to build my own hammer falls apart? Like you have to be thinking about those things, especially an online store. This is your store. This is your 24 seven salesperson out there representing your brand. It's going to be real bad when your number one source of income gets hacked, it gets exploited, crashes. You've got, and the more stuff you tack onto it or put an entropy in that system, it's going to get crazy. Um, so that's what I would seek for that platform that lets you simplify your business operations. Because if you're not simplifying those business operations, all you're doing is adding liabilities to your the lifeblood of your income. And then like to a lesser extent, the vendors you work with, try to get a sense of, hey, are these durable businesses? Have they been around a while? Are they going to be able to support me? Are they going to be able to grow with me? That one's tougher, but identify like key vendors where you go, all right, my business can't survive without this piece of fulfillment software. That would be my advice when choosing a platform. Go the opposite route of the stuff I see. Like I roll my eyes when I open up the th- an email that's like, uh, we want to move to Shopify. Here's our 100 item feature list. I was on a call yesterday and Google AMP was just tacked onto the end of it. I said, hey, in a conference call, four people, I said, hey, can, and one of their complaints was, man, Magento is too confusing for us. We're not technical. We can't handle it. And then they got Google AMP on there. I said, hey, can anybody tell me what Google AMP is? Silence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like it's that energy, it's the energy drink that, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to, yeah. I slammed a couple Google AMPs before this interview. Um, yeah. And no, literally no. And I said, what's, I don't entirely know myself, but it's on the, it's on the server side. If you can't tell me why it's important or what it is, then we can live without it. Maybe we shouldn't investigate it yet. Yeah. Accelerated mobile pages, I believe is the the, yes. the term, but I, you know, I don't, it's all technical, man. I'm a marketing guy uh, myself. So um, what's really interesting, I want, I want to talk about a couple of things that you brought up. Sure. You know, we, we need to, you need to look at the total cost of ownership, I think of a, of a platform. And you kind of alluded to that, but if you look at, so we, we've got a lot of clients on Magento and Magento is interesting. That was one of the first ecosystems that I got involved with um, through some other agencies and other connections. And so I know Magento decently well as a marketing guy, not as a, a developer. Right. But dude, if, you, if you're on Magento, like you, you need full-time developers. You, you need ongoing yes. developer support. And it's likely not going to be cheap. It could still be the right fit for you depending on where your business is, but it's not going to be cheap, right? So you got, you got to think about all those things. And I like, I like the way you frame that of thinking, okay, if we can try to simplify more, then what what's that what's that feature set that I need at a minimum, and then and then hopefully a platform that you can you can grow with uh, as well. So, and, and really that's one thing about Shopify too is is there's basically to use Apple's phrase there's an app for that, right? I mean just about anything you need done on Shopify you can get it done via the the app ecosystem. And that's where it's got the it's very much like a la carte pricing. And you'd asked earlier about my my top Shopify miss. Uh, the other one I hear sometimes is it's expensive, which baffles me because it like the basic plan, $29 a month does 80, 85% of what the most right, expensive right. plan does. But like the typical plan you see people on is 79 bucks a month. The, we know the average store has six apps installed. Let's go a little high and say the average app is 15 bucks a month. That works out to uh, a little over two grand a year. If you can't spend two grand annually, on this platform that's everything about your business that is the core of your online store, you are do it like get out of this. Don't do it. It's right, not right, gonna right. work out. This is not for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let, let's do this. I, I was kind of geeking out as I heard some of the the new innovations that Shopify is introducing and then some of the stuff that was announced at, at Shopify Unite. And so the, the area I want to start with is a dynamic checkout. And I want you to talk about that and we kind of dive into it a little bit. But but here's here's why this is so exciting. So let me just kind of frame it this way. Uh, I, I love to shop on my mobile phone. I, I like to just shop online, period. I think most people do. Uh, but still, there are some smaller sites, especially not named Amazon, other sites not named Amazon, <laughs> that are hard to shop on on your mobile device. Yes. You know, like yeah, you it seems like it. they're Ugh. they really just trying to discourage you. Yeah, they're like, we don't really want you to buy. We want loyal customers, people that will take ten minutes to check out. That's who we want. Um, and so I was I was totally geeking out as I heard you guys talk about dynamic checkout and what it is, and I think it's something that could revolutionize, you know, mobile, kind of the mobile gap that people talk about, the, the conversion yes. rate difference on mobile versus desktop. It's sometimes like a third, you know, so if you're 3% conversion rate on desktop, you may be 1% on uh, mobile. I think part of that is due to the way people shop, right? If I'm, if I'm on my mobile device, maybe I'm just researching, maybe I had no intention of buying anyway. So there's some of that, but I think a lot of it is just checkout. So painful on right. a mobile device. So, so talk about what is dynamic checkout and how could it totally solve this problem? Remember, yeah, Chris and Amazon, first time you saw that buy now button and it's mm. one click checkout, how cool yeah. that was. Yep. All right. Amazon being the brilliant forward thinking company they are, patented that idea in 1999. Bezos. That patent expired late last year. Oh, Bezos. I didn't yes. know that. So ah. now, now we're going to see these buy now buttons pop up elsewhere in Shopify, just like every other store, if I go through the checkout process, I got to type in my address and my credit card. That's painful. Shopify makes this simpler in that they do uh, address auto completion that helps. Still got to type in my credit card. Ugh, I don't want it 16 digits, 20 digits, whatever it is. I don't want to type it in on my phone. Nobody yeah. does. And then you know you're going to mess it up, get the error, and you just give up, right? Or, or sometimes I'm just, like, if I'm shopping at home, I'm on my phone, like watching a game on TV or something. Uh, maybe like in a pair of shorts and my card's in the bedroom or something. And right. so like, yeah, ah, your wallet's upstairs. It's, this it's, is, I it's do this easy, one a lot. but I still don't want to go get it, you know, and like, nah. And that's it. where, that's where you want to have mobile payments. I think last time we talked was about conversion rate optimization. It was, it was. And like the theme was, hey, just get rid of the speed bumps. Well, man, this is a whole giant important speed bump because while this is happening, all I could do is second guess my impulse purchase. That Catholic guilt can come in. Exactly. I can feel ashamed of buying something, you know, a $40 shirt or whatever for myself right, right, and decide, yeah. well, I don't need that. I won't buy that. Yep. And yep. you want to get rid of that. So you make it as easy as possible for people. This is what dynamic checkout buttons does. And this is another like big uh, building the moat between Shopify and other platforms where now they're really leveraging that. They've got their own payment system by payments Tons on top of Stripe, but with a bunch of value adds. Picture this, you're on the store, and I we set this up for a client a couple months ago because this actually came out unannounced about a month before Unite. Set up uh, four or five clients on it, and I got an email from them that said, oh, the shirt you want, it's back in stock, zerofoxtrot.com. Ding, plugged it. Which, by, by the way, they're a client of ours as they're, well. I think I think you recommended oh, really? them to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Zero Foxtrot. Uh, cool stuff, man. Cool cool yeah. shirts. And they, uh, you know, Tom Hardy, the guy who played Bane? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cruise his Instagram. He regularly is wearing Zero Foxtrot oh, stuff. Isn't that cool? Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Um, back away from that rabbit hole. So they have this cool shirt that says Stack Rebels, and it's got a like a beat up combat stormtrooper helmet. Mm -hmm. And I'm, 
So I'm like, I'm buying it in this moment of weakness because I was like, it was a Friday, I was drunk on my couch. So I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I click the link in the email that's like back in stock. Boom, thing pop, product page loads beautifully fast, perfectly on my iPhone. And there's the buy now button. And I tap the buy now button. And immediately it's just like fingerprint for Apple Pay. Done, confirmed. Literally eight seconds I had purchased the item from the uh, time I got that email uh, to the time I bought about 10 seconds. Yep. That like amazing. Yep. And that the way they're doing it. So it's like you've got your add to cart button, you've got your buy now button. Any theme in the theme stores has already been updated to support this. If you have an existing premium theme, like a good one from out of the sandbox, like Turbo, update it. This will just pop up as an option. One click, you've got this going. And then the clever part is what Shopify is doing is like user agent sniffing, stuff like that. Um, but they know the device you're on. They know the payments available to the merchant. And the buy now button then leverages whatever the fastest, best one is. So that could be PayPal. That could be Apple Pay. That could be Google Pay. Or with Shopify Payments, another clever trick they do is a majority of their merchants are on Shopify Payments now. Let's say I bought from a different store. I bought from Tactical Baby Gear, Leno's Garage. Those are you know two of my favorites. And I say, uh, it says, oh, do you want to save for faster checkout next time? Yeah, sure, I want to save. Now I go on a different store I've never even been on before. And it'll say, as soon as I put in my phone number or email address, goes, oh, you, did you want to fill this information in automatically? Mm. Yes, I do. Interesting. Boom. So that, like, that's something even you can't get on other platforms right. because right. Shopify has the payment processor and all these stores. So widening the moat um, and really adding a ton of value into the payment system. We saw it start last year, and it's continued this year. Yeah, so that, that's amazing. So you, you you outlined this, but I want to I want to I want to say it again, just if, in case anybody missed it. So if I'm shopping on my iPhone and I'm going to Zero Foxtrot and I'm buying the you know stacking Stormtroopers T-shirt or whatever, um, and I, I see the buy now button, it's going to uh, the cart is going to read that I'm on an iPhone and that I have Apple Pay enabled. And so when I click the buy now button, it's just going to ask for my. I, I've got your thumb, the iPhone your touch 10. ID. Yeah, yeah, touch ID or the or the face ID. I would assume. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with with the, the iPhone 10, so it's just gonna it's gonna recognize Apple Pay, gonna request the thumb or the face, and then and then it's just it's just that's gonna it. do it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. So yeah. all of the that mobile gap, it's now easier to buy on my phone than it is to buy on my computer. Yeah, it's dangerous. Uh, you know, from the consumer <laughs> side of things, but it's it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> for us as e-commerce merchants. Dangerous if you have a spending problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's that's cool. That's why we work. So good. So let's talk also about fraud protection. So this is, this is related to the payment side of things. This is something in, in, in a previous podcast that I was a co-host on, we had a guest that talked about fraud protection. And, and it's one of those deals, you know, when, when someone's kind of thinking about the the e-commerce lifestyle, they're thinking about, you know, not thinking about fraud protection, but it's it's legitimate. Yes. And chargebacks. Oh, and the chargebacks. Fraudulent purposes. Like it's one of those things that makes you say, maybe I don't like e-commerce as much as, right. I, thought, as, much as I thought I did. Because now every, uh, this, is, this is the horrible thing about it. Let's say you get a giant order. Let's say your average order is 150 bucks and you're like, wow, I got a thousand dollar order. If you're a merchant who's ever had a chargeback, now when that thousand dollar order comes in, you're like, oh man, I hope this isn't fraud. Like you, and then yeah, it's yeah. 90 days they have to file. So for an entire quarter, you really like you should bank that money or worry about it. Um, yeah. And that's 
And it screws everything up too, like like from the marketing side of things. So we're, you know, if we ever drive, we're, we're driving traffic to a store and we see this giant order come in and we're like, yes, this is working. Let's push this more. And then it turns out it was a fraudulent purchase. Like right. that, that, that messes with everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's a horrible experience. So, I mean, part of uh, Shopify's growth in enabling is really a focus on entrepreneurship and enabling entrepreneurs. So just as those dynamic checkout buttons kicked out all these barriers, these speed bumps, we'll say, um, to purchasing, which I love as a CRO guy, they're doing the same thing for entrepreneurs, for store, for merchants by removing, uh, by defanging the process, by removing risk and by making things easier. And we'll touch on some other automation stuff like that dynamic checkout thing on their side, one click to implement, assuming your theme supports it. Okay, great. That's awesome. We're considering both sides of the equation here. The risk, the customer doesn't want to worry about it in that, like, I don't want to be hassled. I don't need people calling and verifying my order. I don't want to be treated like a criminal. Like, don't shame your customers because you've got some bad apples. But I get that happens. The fraud system is another just like one-click feature you can add to Shopify payments. Um, should be available summer 2018. Um, and what it'll do, like, there's other risk avoidance systems right now, but it'll use AI to do risk analysis on them. And then if you want, you can go forward with a risky order and pay just an extra percentage on your transaction fee and they will insure the order. So even if the chargeback comes mm. through, they will cover it and handle it for you. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. So you're, so you're paying a little bit of a higher percentage on all purchases or just on that purchase? You know, I'm not sure the way it's structured. I believe you could choose... Like if it's a high risk order, only pay on that. I yeah, yeah. would imagine is how it works. Yeah. But what's nice about it is this is built on top of the existing Shopify payments gateway. So there's a big convenience factor there um, and helps justify, especially for people overseas or people who can get like sweetheart deals on credit card processing rates, really makes it a much easier pill to swallow as the merchant to pay um, higher merchant services fees on a system like Shopify payments. Cause true, like let's, yeah. it's run on Stripe. Stripe does not have the cheapest rates, but they make up for it in convenience, like by yeah. a country mile. And then, and then if you're going to pay for fraud protection, if you have another service that you're paying for, for fraud protection, that's an extra yep. percentage typically that you're paying as well. So now if it's all bundled into Shopify pay, that may change the economics for that quite a bit. And so. if you're not on, you could like signified, riskified, uh, NSA, I think like those will all do. It's very, it's yeah. that, those systems now native to the platform. Nice, nice, very cool, very cool. What about, so So this is something I know nothing about, but I, I heard about, heard kind of heard about it in passing and so it intrigued me because I'm a marketing guy. But what about marketing dashboards? So what what is that on Shopify and why is that cool? Okay, so in the Shopify dashboard just keeps getting cooler and cooler in that it's this, they very much have a this hub and spoke model where they want Shopify to be the hub of your business and kind of everything as much as possible or is as reasonable plugs into Shopify. So really you have this cool dashboard that gives you this holistic overview of your business at any time you could see that 30,000 foot view right in Shopify. Cause you can run the, use this thing without the online store. The online store is just one tiny piece of it. Now it's their core competency, but fine. They're expanding that idea. Um, they've got a really cool analytics dashboard, but it can only be as good as the data it pulls in. And it has like great reporting within Shopify without being overwhelming. You know, it's not like Google analytics, 
But truthfully, I prefer the Shopify analytics because I don't have to, you know, it's not the big ordeal that Google Analytics is. Right. So I can get quick info, consistent, nice, fast out of Shopify. The marketing dashboard is an additional API where apps can report their own marketing analytics data into Shopify. So you get all of that in that native analytics view in this marketing dashboard. Without having to go to each individual app to see their data there. Yes, without having to like jump through service, service, service. And then on top of that, now Shopify, like they'll do, um, they call them home cards, but it'll give you like little on the home, when you first log in on the welcome screen, you get like these actionable cards, like here's what's going on with your business or here's a suggestion or here's kind of like a benchmark of where you're at. Um, Now we're going to be able to see uh, those cards pulling in data from these external apps and making suggestions like, hey, this email campaign you ran converted like unusually well, maybe you should run this kind of sale. And that also is levering a little, leveraging a little bit of AI from when yeah, two years yeah. ago they bought Kit in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, and to re- largely acquire the wonderful Michael Perry, who's a Forbes 30 under 30 guy, um, and, and start growing this virtual employee. So they've got, uh, all right, this is the cool, I'm jumping to a new announcement. This is, do it, do it, man, do it. This yeah. is the thing I'm most excited about, like having having been able to digest uh, the announcements for a while that I don't see a ton of people talking about. They've got an iOS and Android app coming out. Should says summer 2018, let's just guess July, um, you know, thereabouts, called Ping. The app comes, it's a messaging app. Ping. Ping, okay. P-I-N-G. It's a mess, standalone yep. messaging app. It's going to add, you put live chat on your website, all right? Now I can met, I got those messages inside ping. You can integrate it to Facebook Messenger. Those messages happen inside ping. I also have a virtual employee called Kit. So now I can message, like the most efficient mobile way to communicate is texting. I can text back and forth with my store essentially. And using that marketing API, now I've got this one virtual chatbot that knows what's going on with my store, what's going on with my Facebook ads, what's going on with my email campaigns. And I can go back and forth with it and find out, get information, check on things quickly by asking a natural language query. And especially for like beginning merchants who have that overwhelmed feeling, it's going to come back and go, hey, this was a best-selling product. Uh, Do you want to run a Facebook ad? It'll show you the creative for it. It'll generate it right in there. Mm. You can say, yeah, run it. And it'll just do it. Uh, Or it'll say, oh, you're running low on this stock. And if you've got order fulfillment set up, it can reorder for you. And you just have to reply, Uh. yes, all lives in one space. Now we're also going after, they know that partner community is really valuable and they know uh, Slack is used in like a majority of these businesses now. Yep, yep, we love Slack. They're going to set this thing up where me as a partner, I could log into Ping and I could send messages to my clients right in here. It's not going to launch with 100% of those features, but it will still be, I mean, at launch, it will be the best live chat system, uh, the coolest in that it integrates with Shopify and it's free on every plan. And then uh, throughout the next year, I would imagine it will become unavoidably cool. And again, that's another thing like that's going to be a, if you have not been investing in AI and in these partner relationships, it's going to be really tough to build this as like an also ran. So that moat just keeps getting wider and wider between them and everybody else. Yeah, I, I'm super fascinated by AI and by chatbots and I think it's one of those things that, that from the e-commerce company to the marketing agency to just about any business, you're going to need to leverage AI in some way or, or you're going to lose some kind of competitive advantage. You're, you're, you're going to be, it's going to be too expensive to run your business or you're not going to be as good as, as your competitor that, that is using AI. 
I'm curious about Kit though, because it sounds amazing. It sounds just phenomenal. Uh, are are a lot of your clients utilizing it, and are are they utilizing it in some of the ways you said? I know some of the things you talked about are, are new features, but but using Kit to reorder things and and using Kit to build Facebook campaigns is is that pretty common? Uh, no, and that depresses me. It, I think. Literally, I think the promise that Kit offers sounds so crazy because this it was in like crazy. Tw- I remember having uh, Michael Perry on my podcast, the unofficial Shopify podcast, plugged it, um, <laughs> you know, quite years ago talking about Kit and it sounded like sci-fi stuff. But then imagine how quickly like all of Alexa's out there and Alexa works well and these chatbots work well. It is just, it's not that crazy to do natural language processing and figure out what you're looking for and make, you know, leverage all this data from half a million Shopify stores to make informed decisions. That's what they're doing. No, I, I don't know what percent use it, but I absolutely wish more stores would try it. And I think once you have ping, like part of it is just it, um, you text with it back and forth. I think ping will... So that like, it's just not a good way to display, like a pre render a preview of an ad, right? You have to just go like, yeah, it's going to make the ad. Here's a link to it. The, that ping interface really is meant to be like the best place for kit to live. Gotcha. So, so maybe it's one of those things that's kind of been a fascination or something that's interesting, but it's, it maybe doesn't have enough there to make somebody say, I, I can't not use it or, or now I, I have to try it. Or now the interface is easy enough to navigate that it's just going to be it's just going to be a no-brainer. Well, I'm excited to watch that develop and watch that unfold. So, so very, very cool stuff. Um, so let's kind of go rapid fire here for a minute. What are what are some other new announcements? So new stuff from Shopify Unite or just new stuff coming out on the platform? One of the things I've not heard a lot of people talk about that is like bananas cool. One of the the clear themes was, hey, let's make things more international. Let's support internationalization better. And Right now, if you want to support um, multiple currencies, you get like a currency switcher. They work well enough, but you know it's a it doesn't like a lot of them don't round, so you don't have these clean numbers. It's a JavaScript solution, and then when you get to checkout, it always just purchases in the native currency. Or I'd have to run multiple stores, or then I get into enterprise stuff. It's overcomplicated. All the solutions are either subpar or overcomplicated. They work, but they're not amazing. What they're what they have done is add uh, native currency switching support. So we're going to get rid of the JavaScript. Awesome, great. But then at checkout, you know, it'll still carry the currency through. Now here's where it's really cool. Let's say I'm using Shopify Payments as, um, you know, we've got all these other cool features in it. Uh, why not? We've got now a new international feature in here. In the US, in North America, we love to pay with credit cards. This is not the case in other countries, especially in the EU. Like in Germany, the standard default for buying something online is, do you know the answer? I, I do not. No, is it cash? ACH, yeah. cash. Oh, ACH. Yeah. They wire the money via automated clearinghouse. That would, that's like just, yeah, that's nuts if you're in the US. Like I, I struggle to get clients to pay using ACH. Like, like do you take credit card or a check? Um, what the Shopify payments will do is Shopify has organ figured out, all right, what's the top default payment in all these uh, major international countries that we're starting to serve? And then including like Japan, um, which is relatively new to e-commerce, you know, uh, Germany, all the, a lot of the EU countries especially, and then seamlessly offer that payment gateway in that checkout for that person based on their, their geolocation. Nice. And then you nice. as the merchant, you enabled this with one checkbox. And 
you don't see any difference on your end. The, just the payout comes through and that's that. Mm. So, um, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Adding internationalization now just became like unbelievably easy, especially like, Facebook ads, crazy expensive in North America, in EU countries. Like we've got a couple clients who literally, they opened up UK stores. We use the same, duplicated the store, used the same creative, localized it like just barely minimum effort and sold just unbelievable numbers with a crazy low cost per acquisition by going into the UK. This now makes, but to do it, it's like we had to build a separate store to get the native. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that payment thing, that's that's not trivial. Like yeah. to, to figure out multiple currencies and, and, and collecting payment in another country, it's complex stuff. Used to be complex stuff. Uh, awesome. What other new? What other new features? What other new announcements? All right. So I'm a big dork when it comes to automation. I love automation. And Shopify had this uh, last year. They announced this thing called Flow. It's exclusive to the enterprise platform to Shopify Plus. Um, but it adds, it's essentially like Zapier, if this then that, but yeah, for Shopify, yeah. where I can go like you know uh, if new order and is over dollars tag customer X. Like you do a lot of that stuff or send, e mm -hmm. like if risk analysis is high, don't fulfill, send and cancel, send email, like a lot of cool automation stuff. But what's the magic of Zapier, if this, then that, and any good automation platform, it connects to other freaking platforms. Yeah. Shopify yeah. was hidden, was limited to itself, and then it could send an email and post a message in Slack. They announced uh, what they called connectors, which really, it's a, say, just a new API for this Flow app. So now, just like that marketing dashboard, we can have our Shopify apps that previously couldn't talk to each other, talk to each other within the context of Shopify. So I could be like, oh no, Clavio uh, thinks, or you know, I've got this customer, I think they're going to churn out. I can then uh, you know, pull in rewards data for Loyalty Lion and then use uh, my email app, let's say Conversio, that was in the demo, to send them an email with the info to keep them from churning, keep this high-risk customer from churning out. Whoa, that's cool. Nice. That now, nice. as a if I'm building a Shopify app or service, I just need to add a little bit of extra API integration and have uh, be able to leverage that ecosystem even further. Very cool. Very cool. Any any final final announcements? Final new stuff? There's a ton of feature announcements. I get all excited, I'm breathless, and I drank the Kool Aid. Fine. But what's the overarching theme here? Two things. Internationalization is the future, and they're going to use their economy of scale to, to leverage that. Just tremendous resources. I mean, that, that's going to power a lot of growth in a lot of businesses in the next 12 months. So I'm excited to see that like literally change entrepreneurs' lives. And the theme, there's always the 800-pound gorilla. We've got to deal with Amazon. Amazon is out there. And the thing is, if I want if I just want convenience, if I just want to buy a thing, like going to Disney World, I need a, a stroller fan. I'm, just, I, I'm not going to go Google it and research it. I don't care. Commodity type stuff. Just go to Amazon. Yeah. Commodity and convenience. I'm going to go to Amazon and I'm going to buy it. That's fine. And we can sell our own private label stuff on Amazon with Shopify. Sure. The thing that Amazon can't take away from you is your brand story, is your personal branding, is you and what a lot of these tools that Shopify are building are, hey, let's get all the obnoxious jobs to be done out of the way. Let's get that stuff taken care of. Let's make this seamless. And then you focus on your message. We'll, and using you know something like ping, this even helps us get our message out there, engage in this one-to-many communication. And uh, with like uh, this marketing dashboard is going to be suggesting that stuff. That's 
that's where they're going to help merchants fight against Amazon is in sharing you, putting you, you back into your business, make you your own brand ambassador in face of that business. Yeah, really interesting. And this this is just super significant stuff, you know, and I think you, you said it well that, that Shopify is kind of widening the moat and making it making it harder to pick other platforms. But I think the good news is I'm just a huge fan of competition. So I think uh, as one company innovates, others will try to do the same thing as well. So what Shopify is doing is good for the ecosystem as a whole. But but some of these some of these new announcements, especially the dynamic checkout, I'm I'm just totally geeking out about. All right, so dynamic checkout uh, in the stores we're running it on will increase uh, reach checkout percentage by typically about forty percent, which is bananas. Um, wow. Just ramping like revenue through the roof for people overnight is the coolest thing. And Man. the pushback against those here's like, oh, it's going to mess up my average order value. Now it really because it's so much easier to make impulse purchases. We mostly see average order value unchanged, or it'll nudge up by like two percent, like two to four percent. Okay, okay. So it isn't. But you're saying a forty percent, a forty percent increase in in add to carts, or forty percent increase in in completed checkout. We'll say a forty percent increase in reached checkout because it's kind of weird in that we're not adding to cart; we're just jumping straight to the checkout. Yep. Um, yep. And then we would expect to see about half that for conversion, so like twenty percent. I was just yeah. utter. And it's an that, it's that, so that's easy. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see that in action and see some of our clients utilize that because then that makes us look good too. It makes our marketing work better when uh, when it's easy to check yeah. out. So yeah, when you focus on like first step in building a marketing campaign is hey get knock out all the the lowest hanging fruit for conversion rate optimization, make the site easy to buy from, yeah. so you get a higher return on ad spend. Yep. Like yep. those should be, that should always be step one. Absolutely. Fix that stuff that's broken. Like throw, yep. throw a thousand bucks at just optimizing. All right, now go spend the money on Facebook ads. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. Fantastic stuff. So man, Kurt Elster, ladies and gentlemen, hitting it out of the park, the Shopify king. Uh, well, hey man, so if people, oh, he's flexing now. He's flexing, yes. you gotta check out the flexing video. Flexing my pencil uh, So if people are listening and they're like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get some more of Kurt. Uh, plug, plug your podcast. We did. I did. I love the podcast, but where's talk about the podcast and then where else can they find you online and talk a little bit about your company, if you would. Absolutely. Number one, uh, great. Probably best known for the podcast. It's a wonderful resource. Focuses on e-commerce. You don't have to be Shopify specific to love it, yep, yep, but yep. unofficial shopifypodcast.com get it wherever your podcasts are sold. Um, and leave a review. Oh my gosh, that would help us immensely if we provide value. Number two, if, just Google me, man. Kurt Elster, kurtelster.com. Sign up for my newsletter. You will only get a handful of automated emails. Other than that, I'll send you the podcast once a week. I'll send you any videos I make. It's just a free for all free resources. It's good stuff. But if you reply to that, that's my real email address. I will, I read every goofball email I get. If you send me a nice. thoughtful question, I will send you a thoughtful answer. All right. And then three, <laughs> I have since 2009 run a run a, an agency called EtherCycle. You should check that out. It's got like, remember that 80s NES game Outrun? Uh, yes. Yeah, I did oh, not yeah, play Outrun. it. I'm not a huge gamer, but yeah. But it had this like very, this unbelievably cool vibe that can only be described as like cyber rad. That was the vibe I went for when we redesigned <laughs> our rad. our agency site. So like that alone. Dude, I don't think I've seen it yet. I got to check it out. Right. EtherCycle.com, check it out. You'll The hot pink logo. Cyber rad. Straight, straight 80s rad. Uh, Man. So we had fun with that, but there we—it's uh, an interesting model. We do all fixed prices for our, our service offerings, um, 
and we're we're just there to help Shopify entrepreneurs grow their stores. It's been a ton of fun. Yep, crazy ride, man. And hear good things. You know, I'm, I'm in a lot of e-commerce communities, a lot of mastermind groups, and when the question comes up, like, hey, we need Shopify help, we need CRO help, who do we go to? I, I hear your name coming up a lot. So obviously, I I recommend people to you, but I, I hear your name a lot, which is always is always good. And I think that's testament to the work you do and testament to the podcast. Whenever someone asks about Google shopping, I go, man, I don't want to mess with that. It's too hard for me. Go talk to Brett yeah. Curry. He yeah, knows buddy. it backwards yeah. and forwards. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and I forgot to mention at the top of the show. Um, so, you know, e-commerce evolution been around a year and a half, something like that. I think other than Ezra Firestone, you are the only other repeat guest. So, Congrats to you. Oh, like that's hey, I'm in special. good company. I, I saw, yeah. I hung out with Ezra a little bit a couple of weeks ago and he is the, yeah. like sometimes you see these, they say, never meet your heroes and you'll see these people. He's the nicest man in real life. Like how, whatever you think he seems like, that's really him. A hundred percent. Yep. Yep. One of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah. Dude's pretty awesome. So awesome. Kurt Elster, check out EtherCycle, check out unofficial Shopify podcast. Uh, check out KurtElster.com. Man, thanks for coming on the show. This has been, this has been fantastic. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Brett. Yep, much appreciated. And as always, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. So uh, tell us what you'd like to hear more of. Give us show ideas, guest ideas. Uh, and if you are enjoying the podcast, uh, we would enjoy that five-star review as well. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.